This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. ER Vet is brought to you by Carnivora. Get healthy and stay healthy with nature's nutritional powerhouse. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm an emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about cat vomit. Sounds like a gross topic, but all cats do it. So this still applies to dog owners too. So tune in. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Deborah Lau, president of Carnivore Research International. Did you know that people have used Carnivore for their pets successfully for a wide range of immune challenges for many decades? Here are Carnivore clients sharing their pet's testimonial. Our little dog developed this lymph problem. We took him in for surgery last year. We noticed a lump on his chest that was a lymph node that was swelled up. So the doctor checked it out and had it analyzed and everything. And uh, but the chemotherapy lasted for six months. He started developing more uh, lymph nodes that were swelled up. So I thought I'd just try carnivore. We started that and uh, he really responded. The lymph nodes started to go down, swelling did. Then I took him into the vet to have him checked out and there was no sign of any disease at all inside in the internal organs at all. Call 866-836-8735. That's 866-836-8735. Or visit carnivore.com. That's C-A-R-N-I-V-O-R-A.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about cat vomiting. Now, I know that sounds like kind of a crazy, gross topic, but I think it's really important to talk about because I'm often shocked how many pet owners, veterinary students, veterinary technicians, and veterinarians think it's normal for a cat to vomit. Now, most cats vomit, I'll admit it. They usually show that they're sick by vomiting, but if your cat is vomiting more than once a month, it's way too much. Now, two decades ago, when I owned my first ever cat, it was actually my housemate who was an internal medicine veterinary resident who is always fascinated by vomiting and diarrhea to begin with, asked me why my cat vomited so much. And I said, what are you talking about? Once a month is totally normal for a cat. Well, my housemate didn't feel the same. He felt like it was way too much. And that's when I realized that we cat owners are just way too tolerant of cat vomit. The truth is, if your cat vomits more than once a month, it's probably too much and warrants a medical workup. Now, keep in mind that this is going to depend on the age of your cat. At the veterinary ER, I will say that one of the top reasons why I see dogs and cats coming in is for acute vomiting. My general rule is if your cat vomits more than two to three times in a 12-hour window, 
I'm okay with monitoring that at home. But if it's more than that, your cat's been vomiting several times a day for the past three to five days, that is way too much. That's what we call productive vomiting. That is way too much. And our biggest concern is that it's gonna result in dehydration because your cat can't hold anything down. So they're gonna get progressively more and more dehydrated. Now, before I talk about cat vomiting, I should clarify on one thing. You need to be able to know the difference between cat vomiting and cat coughing. Yes, it sounds the same. And most cats don't cough. But I have had the occasional cat owner who brings in their cat for difficulty breathing. And it turns out that they thought their cat was vomiting. Well, what was actually happening was their cat was having an asthmatic attack. Feline asthma, which is most often seen in the Siamese breed, sounds like a cat coughing up hairballs. If your cat is repeatedly doing this, please take a video of it on your smartphone because you always want to show your veterinarian and just say, is this vomiting or is this coughing? If you live in a household where there may be cigarette smoke or cigar smoke, if you own a Siamese cat, please be aware that vomiting sounds like coughing, but in actuality, it may be feline asthma. We've done a previous episode on feline asthma, so please make sure to check that out. When it comes to vomiting, there's a couple things that I want to rule out. Now, again, my general rule is if your cat is vomiting more than once a month, you want to do something to fix that. If your dog vomited twice a week for years on end, wouldn't you take him to the vet? If you vomited two to three times a week for years at end, you'd probably go to your medical doctor. So again, please don't tolerate chronic vomiting in cats too much. Once a month, okay, more than that warrants medical attention. So if you have a really young cat that's vomiting frequently, we wanna make sure that it's not something stuck in the intestines or in the stomach. Young cats or kittens are more curious and they're more likely to chew on things. So one of the biggest causes of vomiting that I see at the ER vet is actually a foreign body. A foreign body is just a fancy way of saying that something's stuck in the stomach and intestines. Now, I don't know why cats like chewing on this stuff, but I have had at least a dozen cats come in for eating not 10, not 20, but 30 plus hair ties. These are those thick rubber bands that you use to pull your hair in a ponytail. Well, for some reason, cats like to chew on those. Now, most inexperienced cat owners, say it's your first cat, don't realize that cats love chewing on circular, linear things. So if you dental floss, which you should do every day, please make sure to throw it in a secure garbage can or flush it down the toilet. If you do arts and crafts or scrapbooking, you wanna make sure to keep that ribbon or yarn out of reach. If you're decorating for the holidays, you wanna make sure you never use tinsel in a cat-friendly household because that's really long and stringy. If for some reason you have those antiques, you know, those old tape cassette players, those tapes, when you pull out the actual tape material, can get stuck in a cat's intestines. I've actually had a dog that required a several thousand dollar surgery for a linear foreign body. So again, keep all these things out of a cat's reach because they can cause a foreign body or worst case, a linear foreign body in your cat. Now, what's a linear foreign body? A linear foreign body is basically something long and stringy. And what ends up happening is that one part of that string or strand gets wrapped around the base of the tongue or gets stuck at the end of the stomach. 
And as your intestines start to contract, that stringy material actually saws through the intestine, resulting in emergency surgery, because otherwise it can actually rupture the intestines. So the most common causes I see from that are typically thin sewing thread. So if you have someone who's sewing, please be aware. They should always keep that cat out of that room. They should make sure to keep that thread and string out of reach. Now, if you happen to have a middle-aged cat that's vomiting more frequently, I'm going to think of things like inflammatory bowel disease, what we call IBD. This is very similar to Crohn's disease in humans. And IBD is basically a fancy way of saying that your own immune system is attacking the intestines. And typically, this is due to some type of abnormal protein in the diet that your cat or your dog doesn't like. Inflammatory bowel disease needs to be treated. It needs to be worked up and treated because in the cat, if it's not treated, it can actually progress to intestinal cancer like lymphoma. Now, how are we going to diagnose inflammatory bowel disease? I'll talk about our general approach to the vomiting cat, but in general, the diagnosis of inflammatory bowel disease is based on a tissue diagnosis, which means I need to get a piece of tissue from the intestines. The most benign way of getting a piece of tissue is to do endoscopy. This is generally done through internal medicine specialists. And this is when they're gonna anesthetize your cat, stick a really expensive camera down the mouth, into the esophagus, into the stomach, into the first part of the intestines, and actually biopsy small pieces of tissue. Now, we have to submit these pieces of tissue into formalin, send them to a pathologist, and typically within three to five to seven days, we'll get the answer or we'll get a diagnosis back. Sometimes I prefer surgical biopsies. For example, if your cat happens to have a linear foreign body, I have to go to surgery to remove that string. Sometimes I'll actually biopsy the stomach, intestines, and the later part of the intestines to see if I can get a diagnosis of inflammatory bowel disease. So keep in mind, most of the time, it needs some type of tissue for us to be able to diagnose it. In middle-aged cats, Another disease that can cause vomiting is pancreatitis. We've talked about this in a previous episode of ER Vet, so make sure to check out that Pet Life Radio episode also. Pancreatitis is a really frustrating disease in both dogs and cats, and they get it for different reasons. Dogs get pancreatitis or inflammation of the pancreas from getting into something fattening. Cats, just to be cats, get it for no known reason at all. Sometimes they get it from underlying inflammatory bowel disease. Sometimes they get it from having underlying liver disease. So if your cat was recently diagnosed with pancreatitis, it does warrant an abdominal ultrasound or further workup. Now, if you have an older or middle-aged cat, I'm also going to want to do blood work. Why? because sometimes it could be something like an endocrine problem. That's when your cat has an overactive thyroid gland that's producing too much thyroid hormone, and that's gonna overstimulate the metabolic system. It's gonna make the heart beat faster, the kidneys filter faster, and it's gonna make your cat vomit and lose weight. So that's a disease that we wanna diagnose and treat right away, because it can be fatal without treatment. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. Just like most vets out there, 
I wanted to be a veterinarian since I was seven years old. And you know the reason why? Because I read James Harriet's books. For generations, James Harriet's memoirs, All Creatures Great and Small, and All Things Bright and Beautiful, have enchanted animal lovers and made me become a veterinarian. Now in a set of brand new audiobook recordings, Nicholas Ralph, star of the upcoming PBS Masterpiece series, brings to life the unforgettable world of James Harriet and his menagerie of heartwarming, funny, and tragic animal patients. Full of charm and wit, the audiobooks are the perfect way to delve into the magical stories of the world's most beloved veterinarian. The All Creatures Great and Small and All Things Bright and Beautiful audiobooks are available now wherever audiobooks are sold. Hi, this is Deborah Lau, president of Carnivore Research International. Did you know that people have used Carnivore for their pets successfully for a wide range of immune challenges for many decades? Here are Carnivore Klein sharing their pet's testimonial. My cat had issues that developed in his eye. And six months later, they had to go ahead and scrape the eye. And three months later, the same ulcer came back on in the same eye. So my veterinarian said, you know what, let's go ahead and remove the eye. So that night, I heard the carnivore advertising. So I said, you know what, I'm going to order this product. That way, at least I tried. They did the procedure. They did all the tests. To their surprise, they said, I don't know what you did, but I'll see you in two months. I, I kid you not. This product saved his eye. Call 866-836-8735. That's 866-836-8735. Or visit carnivore.com. That's C-A-R-N-I-V-O-R-A.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about cat vomiting and how it's not normal. Again, if your cat is vomiting more than once a month, please get to the veterinarian and schedule an appointment right away. We want to make sure that we've ruled out that it's not actually feline asthma and that it's coughing. We want to make sure that it's not a medical problem or a medical emergency like inflammatory bowel disease or foreign body stuck in the stomach or intestines. We want to make sure it's not an overactive thyroid gland. So if you notice your cat is losing weight and acting ravenously hungry and having bigger and bigger clumps in the litter box and vomiting more, we can diagnose hyperthyroidism just based on blood work. Now, there's a couple other diseases that I worry about if a cat is vomiting a lot, and that's going to be metabolic problems. That's fancy ways of saying that there's something going on with the organs, sometimes kidney disease or diabetes or liver disease can cause a cat to vomit more. So if your cat's vomiting more than once a month, call your veterinarian because we're gonna need to do a workup. Now, keep in mind with any medical problem, the sooner your vet diagnoses the problem, the better the prognosis and the better your cat is gonna do, the sooner we can fix it and the less expensive it'll be. So what kind of medical workup is my veterinarian gonna recommend if my cat's vomiting? Well, we're gonna wanna, first of all, do a thorough physical exam. When I do a physical examination, I'm looking at the eyes, I'm looking in the mouth, I'm looking at the gum color, I'm using my stethoscope to listen for a heart murmur, I'm listening to the lungs, I'm palpating the abdomen because I want to palpate the kidney size, I want to palpate what the liver feels like, if the intestines feel thickened, I want to palpate for a thyroid gland or a goiter. These are all things that will help give me clues on what's going on with your cat. 
The next thing I'm going to recommend is doing some basic blood work. We've talked about this in a previous episode with Dr. Garrett Pachtinger on blood work through the ER. So make sure to check out that episode. But the gist of it is we're going to want to do a complete blood count, a biochemistry panel, a urine test, and a thyroid test. I know it sounds like a lot, and I know these tests are a bit expensive. They're a couple hundred dollars, but they give us a wealth of information. You guys have been listening to my episode, and you probably have heard me say, as your cat or dog ages, I actually want you to move to annual examinations or twice a year examinations, and I want you to splurge on blood work over vaccinations. Now, that blood work is really important because it's going to give us a ton of information, but talk to your veterinarian about it. I always follow state regulation and make sure my dogs and cats and feline and canine patients are up to date on the rabies vaccination. But as they approach eight, nine, 10 years of age, that's when I switch from some of the vaccines and doing blood work instead. Now, this basic blood work is going to look at the white and red blood cell within the bone marrow. It's going to look at the platelet count, the red blood cell count. The biochemistry panel is going to look at the kidney function, the liver enzymes, the protein and salt balance. These are all really important because they give us a window of what's going on in your pet's body. The next test is a thyroid test. Now, in the cat, we typically run a test called a T4 And the T4 is super helpful in telling us how much thyroid hormone your cat's goiter is producing. We want to make sure that we're diagnosing this right away because untreated hyperthyroidism or an overactive thyroid can result in a lot of secondary body changes that can result in organ injury or congestive heart failure if it's not treated. I'm also going to want to do a urine test. I want to see how well your cat can concentrate their urine. The more concentrated, the more yellow, the more stinky, the better, right? It means the kidneys are working really well. The next test I'm going to want to do are x-rays or what we call radiographs. Now, pretty much every veterinarian out there has the ability to do x-rays. And I always say, at least in the United States, if your vet doesn't have that capability, I would recommend finding a veterinarian that does. That's how important being able to do x-rays is. Now, when I do x-rays, I do an x-ray of your whole cat, what we call the catagram. When we're doing that, we're basically looking at the chest, the heart, the lungs, the kidney, the bladder. We're looking at the intestines, the gas pattern, the size of the liver, all the vertebrae, and we can see pretty much everything on those x-rays. So it gives us a huge amount of information. It's going to let us look at organ size, but remember, only certain densities will show up on x-ray. Densities like metal or bone show up really, really white, but keep in mind that certain densities don't show up on x-ray. Glass doesn't show up on x-ray. Really thin plastic doesn't show up on x-ray, and that's where we may need to do an ultrasound. Now, what's the difference? They're both about $300 to $400, but oftentimes I'll start with x-rays. And again, that's because most vets have that available, at least in North America. The next thing I'll often move to is an ultrasound. And I always like to have my ultrasounds performed by a board-certified veterinary radiologist. That means they have the abbreviation or the initials D-A-C-V-R behind their name. Why do I like a specialist to be able to do this ultrasound? Because ultrasounds give us a wealth of information. They're letting us look at the architecture of the organs. Remember how I just told you that x-rays let you look at the size of the organs? Well, x-rays are great that way, but they don't let me see what's going on inside that organ. That's why I need the ultrasound. If your cat is vomiting a lot, 
I want to look at the lymph nodes in the abdomen. I want to look at how thick the intestines are. If they are really thick, if there's big lymph nodes, I want to make sure that I actually aspirate those lymph nodes. And when I say aspirate, that means that I'm sticking a vaccine-sized needle into the lymph node or into the intestines, into that wall to aspirate a few cells out. The benefit of that is it's relatively benign and it may potentially give us an answer. The benefit of doing all these blood tests, the x-rays or the ultrasound is because we want to make sure your cat isn't vomiting from kidney failure, from liver problems, from intestinal cancer, to make sure your cat doesn't have inflammatory bowel disease or an endocrine problem or foreign body stuck in their intestines. Now, obviously, the prognosis is really going to vary. If it's a hairball or foreign body stuck in that's causing the vomiting, that's easy to fix. We can oftentimes fix that with surgery. If it's an endocrine problem like hyperthyroidism, that's easy to fix with a twice a day medication. But obviously, if it's something like intestinal cancer, the prognosis is much worse, but it's better the sooner we can treat it and diagnose it. So when it comes to the vomiting cat, please be aware, we cat owners have a very high tolerance of cat vomit. More than once a month is too much. And I generally say, check with your veterinarian, get in for that physical examination, consider doing blood work, even a fecal test if your cat goes outside. Now, I wanted to talk about one last thing, and that's diet. Depending on the age of your cat, it's okay to try a gradual diet change first. Maybe your cat doesn't like the current diet that it's on. You can try slowly adjusting your cat to a different diet and seeing if that helps. Keep in mind, even though there's a big movement for grain-free and keeping in mind that cats are carnivores, there can be a little bit of carbohydrate in the diet. But if your cat has inflammatory bowel disease, sometimes they're vomiting from the meat-based protein. So you can consider gradually trying a different diet and seeing if that helps reduce the vomiting. I know my old cat used to vomit on certain brands, but did great on different types. So you can try adjusting the diets. But remember with cats, they don't like sudden change. So you have to adjust that diet very, very gradually. That said, if the diet change doesn't help, you have to get to your veterinarian because remember that cat vomiting isn't normal. When in doubt, we want to diagnose the problem sooner because it'll make your cat so much more comfortable and pain-free than vomiting frequently from an underlying medical problem. When in doubt, the prognosis is always better the sooner we can diagnose it, and it's going to be better for your cat's survival and longevity. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at Dr. Justine Lee on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. If you enjoy our podcast, please take the time to also leave a five-star review or share it. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank our producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.